Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Are Those My Jeans? My name is Ali Hirschman. I am so excited to be joined on this podcast, not only by my sisters, Emily and Jamie. Hello. Hey, 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 Jen. Hi. But also, we are joined by my two favorite men, my dad, Ethan Hirschman. Hey, everybody. And my fiance, Brian Kensworthy. Good morning. What is up? How are you guys feeling? First podcast on Are Those My Jeans? Super excited. First podcast ever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Welcome, yeah. I'm a veteran. This is my third. <laughs> yeah, this is this is your thing. Well, it's actually really appropriate for E to be here because E is our dad, Ethan. Um, because you're actually a part of our gene. Yeah. Yeah. You you Real gave good. us some of these genes. Yes, he is the yeah. genes. Half of them, I know. Um. All right. Well, I'm excited today, you guys. We're gonna dive into our episode. We have some really fun things coming up. We did a great Q and A on Instagram. We're going to go through some of that. We have a lot of relationship questions in there, which I think is great. I think it's good to get a perspective, not just from us girls, but also some of the men in this room right now. Leo's also here. I know you can't see him, but he's wagging his tail. Another one of my favorite guys. Um, Then we are going to play a little Would You Rather and then end this with a Love is Blind season three recap. Brian and I just, the amount of times him and I looked at each other during that show and just like shook our head. We... It was wild. It was a wild season. Best yet, right? The whole time I was watching it, I was like, I wonder what Brian would say to this right now. Because Ali was saying you got so into the show. So into the show. He literally said that Cole and Barnett should get together and write a book of what not to do. They should. Literally what oh not to God. do. Oh my God. They are the same flavor of person. They really Absolutely. are. Anyways. Um, I couldn't literally watch it. Sorry, guys. I tried twice and I'm just oh like, no. Wait, did you, you watch here. any of it or just not at all? I got to like episode four and I was like, I don't care. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's fair. I'm shut. That's fine. Um, so I just, it's too, it's it, too hard to watch. It's too cringe. Okay. Before before <laughs> we dive into this, um, we obviously have our guests, Ethan and Brian. Do you want to give a little uh like intro of who you are and what you do? Please keep it under five. <laughs> but minutes, don't Ethan. don't do like a crazy ass one, just like keep it simple. Dad has like a five minute monologue ready. Well, when I was sick. <laughs> no. Well, I'm I'm Ethan Hirschman. I'm obviously these three beautiful young ladies. Dad. So um Three of the best things I've ever done in my life, wow. I would say. You know, wow, that's um, really I'm sweet. 50 years old in January. Yes. So that's pretty exciting. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of uh, semi retired now, working for a nonprofit. And uh, plug it. <laughs> plug the nonprofit. Yes. Oh, Move to Heal. Move to yeah. Heal. Yeah, best thing ever. What does Move to Heal do? Well, yes, please. Yes, what does, what does Move to Heal do? Well, we. Move to Heal provides services. We have intro fitness classes followed. And these are group fitness classes followed by uh, group group support meetings. Yep. And uh, and if our participants are interested in that, they get free gym memberships at the gym that is hosting it. They get free nutritional counseling and they get free one-on-one therapy. And uh, Move to Heal is designed to help people with any substance use disorder, any mental health issue, any life trauma, stress, anxiety, grief, uh, depression, anything at all. 
and um, and we are now located in five, six gyms, and uh, we'll about be opening be up seven. about to be actually eight locations total yeah. soon. So uh, very excited. Um, move to healct.org if anybody's interested. Yes. Um, check check us out. Make a donation. Yep. Do what you can. Buy some. Buy some. Buy uh, some merch. Buy some merch. Yeah, I've made some cool merch, so you should buy. And uh, I think I'm out of time because they're starting. To I think you've got two minutes. Oh my gosh! gosh. Okay. So there you go. All right. Good job, job Ethan. I'll, nice. I'll keep mine short and sweet. Go support. Move to heal. Uh, <laughs> right. this, there you go. This, this is uh, Brian Ali's fiance, Brian Robert Cantori the fourth, as Ali likes yes, to say. Right. Leo's dad. Leo's dad. What a fancy uh, name. Yeah. Um, are you really no, no. Uh, no. Uh, i was like wow we're like amongst I'm, I'm really I think tall. so um, <laughs> yeah, no no not at all uh working sales and uh yeah happy to be here awesome so excited you guys are here watch your coffee cut i know it keeps things don't put it down on the table all right anyways um let's get to it you guys are gonna dive in to some questions um i have work life and relationship questions so i'm going to kind of just do some do some stuff um let's start with work since we kind of just did work stuff um how do you find a career that you love try all of them oh. <laughs> what Try. Can no one fucking hear me over here? Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. I keep forgetting that you're here because you're not in person. Allie, say that one more time. I'll slap you through this computer. Okay, okay, Anyways, I said try them all. I never like you don't know what you like until you try everything. Okay. I like, like don't her. commit yourself to one thing. Like the best advice I've ever heard is even at 40, 50, you can change your entire career. That's you really so can. So do whatever the hell you want. I think that finding something that fulfills you, but also you can get paid for as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, you need money to live. Because you do need money. Like it can't just be like, oh, I'm just doing all the things that make me happy, unless like you're retired and like already have the money to do that. But it's finding a career that fulfills you. And you're gonna have to do jobs that you don't like and that you hate to get to certain points too. And remember that it's all part of the process and the journey, and you're gonna learn from everything. Exactly. I like that. Anyone want to add to it? Oh, well, sure. I mean, if we're just jumping in here. Yes. Yeah, so, podcast. I have a very unique perspective. I've had one job my entire Maybe life. you shouldn't actually. That's yeah. crazy. So, so yeah. Never you know, been fired. I, did, I did work for the family business, which Jamie is now in, and she's the fifth generation. We started in 1887. Wow, it So, um, and it wasn't expected to me to, for me to go into it, but I always wanted to go into it. I there's been parts of my career that I've absolutely hated, just like Ali said, but you have to grind through to get to where you want to go. And um, yeah, fulfillment. And I, and I think one of the best tests to find out if you're in the right job is when you wake up in the morning, are you excited to go to work or do you want to just pull the covers over your head and go back to sleep? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> like I wouldn't you don't well, have to be like I wanna, overjoyed I, I want to crack off what dad said real quick was or the part about pulling the covers over your head even in moments like that I feel like by pushing through them like Ali said then you build this like skill set and even though you might have hated the job and all the specifics of it you're gonna like it's gonna be productive in one way or another and it's gonna like you're gonna learn something 
Yeah. So I don't think anything's ever and like a even, waste of time. Even certain parts of your job that you might love, you also, there's going to be tedious parts of it. And I'll never forget dad actually gave me this advice like so long ago. And it was about like, I guess every month you go through your email, right? And you have to clear out all oh, your email yeah. and it's like, you just hate that. Right. But you make the environment in which you do it very pleasant. You get a cup of coffee, maybe you turn on like music or a podcast. So like make, like have, there is some control that you have over certain parts of the, the areas that you don't necessarily love. Right. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Right? You have to you have to treat yourself when you're doing something that you don't like to do. Yes. So if you can. How, how many emails that. do you get in a day? No, oh I clear them out once a month. Once a month. So you don't read them the entire month? No, 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 no I no, clear no. them out. No, no, no. These are to get them out of the inbox. Oh, I never do that. I, I need to like I just go through all of my inbox once a month. I got you. Get rid of the stuff I don't need. This is a question for Brian. What's it like dating a therapist? <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm okay, curious. so I, 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 I can't wait for the answer. So, yeah. so we'll revert back to that last question where some days you wake up and you want to pull the covers <laughs> over your head. <laughs> that's, that's what it's like. I, I've been uh, very beneficial to our relationship at times. Uh, I certainly feel like I'm spoken to as one of the clients, but <laughs> I know that it's in the at the end of the day, it's best for the both of us. And that's not how she actually means to come off. And it certainly changed the way that I have treated our relationship and viewed relationships as a whole. Oh, okay. Wait, I have a question. Does she ever like whip out a notepad in the middle of your argument? Yeah. I was like, interesting. But it's notepad. so unfair because like there are some things that I naturally have in my mind that I would be like, okay, that seems to be stemming from a childhood trauma. Like that's easy. That's that's right. okay for me to right. say. Wait, like, I've whipped out a notepad during an argument from my that's, wait, from what are you doing with the note? What was the argument? Well, I was like, I wrote all the things that I think are pretty irrational that I think about sometimes. And I'd like to tell you them so that we, I can get your confirmation that that's crazy. You think that oh. and it was really helpful for our relationship. Yeah, they I were put, straight from therapy. I put notes down in my phone to talk about later on. So, I'm yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So, so after being a trained therapist, What's it like to have a relationship? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Literally, I literally, it was so funny. Like I had, um, I had a couple of, I had a, I had a couple of sessions earlier today and Brian and I had just gotten into a fight and I'm like, great, now I got to go be a therapist to a couple. And I'm like, I got to be like, you know, on in that way. But listen, fighting is also a very normal part of a relationship and it's a healthy part of a relationship. The yeah. issue with fighting is if you continuously fight over the same exact thing, that means you're stuck in a certain place. But I think having fights and disagreements and arguments about certain things is a natural part of a relationship. It helps you move forward. You know, it helps you realize what, what you need to work on and what, where they're well, just think if you do have the fight and you just held it inside. Oh, it'd be it's horrible. It'd explode. That's why people end up like cheating or going off or doing like or killing things. their spouse i was about to say the same thing. <laughs> that too that too speaking of cheating this is a relationship one cheating can you get over that and trust somebody again i'll start because this is how i feel mm -hmm. i do believe that you can cheat or there could be cheating or infidelity in a relationship and then you can move forward with it i would not be a therapist if i did not believe that but i also know other people have very very strong stances on that with that being said, both parties have to want to repair the relationship. It can't just be one person or the other person. And it also can't just be the person that cheated. 
the person that was cheated on also has to do work to gain to earn mm-hmm. um gain that trust oh sorry uh not gain trust okay. but so just build trust be able to be able to trust yes so that's my take i want to hear what you guys think can you repair a relationship after there's been infidelity I mean, for me personally i don't feel like it's just a lot of work on your end to then have to trust someone that if you really feel like they're gonna do it again like move on i guess it's different though like if you're married there's kids involved obviously it's all about like you know the situation but personally i'm like i can't trust once a cheater from just past experience has no joke always been a cheater like twice so okay. that's my take what's your takes e you've been married for how long is it 53 years no no it's not no, 53 it, we've been married for since you were seven years old so, so our dad's been married for 39 years to our mom which i wish she would come on the podcast which she will never ever ever she would literally rather not do anything else except come on the podcast which is fine so all right what is you've been married for 39 years but together for 43 43 they met when they were 16 years old and got engaged at 16. Got, got engaged. I asked her to marry me 90 days after I met her. That is wild. We have to have her and come on and tell the farm And gave her ring. All the farm routine story. Oh, we all have, oh, we'll have to have her come on and tell the so, farm routine story. What is, what is your, what is the key to a long lasting relationship? Well, I think the the main the, the it, it, this is silly but but we we laugh and have a sense of humor together yeah. and uh we have jokes and discussions about things that we were, we're 16 years old again you know oh i and, love that and we're together and uh and it's these stupid little things that just me and mom understand but they go back a hundred years making fun of things it's like that it's like being 16 again yeah but every day yeah, just for a moment or two, and uh, yeah, making each other laugh has been been a, a really. I mean, it sounds silly. Yeah, obviously, yeah. there's a lot more that goes into a long term relationship. You yeah. have to have respect and support, and but the bottom line is, whoever your partner in life is, if your life isn't better with them in it, then they shouldn't be your partner. Yeah, and and you've got to make their life better when you're in it. Yes. So it's it's not a 50 50 deal this is a hundred percent and a hundred percent yeah you've always said that yeah i love that i i like that um i think jennifer lawrence was doing an interview and someone was like oh your parents have been married for so long what's the key to success she's like i actually used to sleep in the room underneath them and i heard every night what the key to success was <laughs> and she said no 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 it's not that it's laughter yeah and i was like oh my god i love that pretty much pretty much yeah yeah, yeah it's important really okay important. i love that yeah um let's see okay this person kind of specific i'm going home for thanksgiving i am I'm going to paraphrase here. I'm going home for Thanksgiving. I'm going to be seeing a lot of my high school friends. I've been in college now for three years. I'm a little nervous. What's the deal with remaining friends with high school friends? Is it necessary? Is it, should I continue to make effort with those? Okay. I have big thoughts on this because I moved away to California. So I only saw my high school friends like Christmas and summers, like, like two weeks out of the year. Um, and I think the key to it is to like, just let it be whatever it is to going to become. So like, given you don't talk for three months at a time, when you meet up, 
if it goes easy and it's fun, it's enjoyable, just let it be that. There's no like, oh, let me recap everything that happened. I need to like be in as in the know as I was when we were in high school. That's unrealistic. And I feel like you just have to let the friendships fade away that fade away. And like the ones that do stay around, like those are really special. So like okay. then like make time for those relationships. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just like so- recently went through realizing like, oh, like I've been putting energy into friendships I've had for, you know, just because I've been friends with these people for 10 plus years doesn't mean I'm feeling good in the relationship or the friendship. And it's okay to let go of it. If you know that it's going to serve you best. Yeah, it's hard and it's not easy because it's something you know and you're so comfortable with. But when that thing is something that like doesn't make you feel good while you're with them and after the fact, you there's no point. You're just wasting your energy and your time and you're wasting theirs too. Like, okay. what's the point? Well, Brian has an interesting take considering he's from Cheshire, Connecticut and no one knew every single day I run into someone from Cheshire, Connecticut. I just want to say that all roads lead all, back to Cheshire. Yes. All yeah. roads back to Cheshire. I, it seems like everyone in Cheshire moved to Stanford too, or New York city. Or yeah. Italy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah we're in Italy and we ran into someone from Cheshire. Yeah. So what's your take on, on yeah. this question? Yeah. So I went away to college I would come back during the holidays and I would bump into people from high school and it would be totally normal. And then after college, I moved away. I moved to Florida, moved to Chicago, and I wouldn't even bother going out during the holidays uh, when I would come home for them. So I certainly lost touch with a lot of people from Cheshire. Most recently moved back to Stanford a couple of years ago and three of my best childhood friends had also moved into our building and the other two moved into apartments across the way. And I've said this countless times over the last year and a half, their, their significant others have become best friends with Allie. And I've said it, you know, through toasts, through, uh, toasts. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. We toast a drink or whatever. And I've, I've just, we could say that. I've just said how how awesome it is that we could go back and it's like we're hanging out in each other's backyards back in middle school and high school, but we're 30 years old now. And I think, like Em said, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be and everything will always fall into place the way it should. So For sure. Yeah, no, no, no pressure one way or another. Being, being yeah, if you're not feeling it, don't force yourself to sit with it. That's right. Um, you still have the best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, the thing is, you're going to be, you're, the key is when you haven't seen somebody for a long time and then you get together with them and it seems, and in 10 minutes, it seems like no time at all has passed. That person will be in your life for a long time. Anybody where you're like, oh, this is a still, this is like a stranger now. Those are the people that won't be in your life. Okay. Pretty easy to tell. Okay. I like that. Um, here's an interesting question I thought, and now that dad's on the podcast day, I think it, it would be good for him to answer too, or get some people's input. I've been sober curious and just recently stopped drinking, but I'm finding it hard to date. Everyone just wants to go out. Let's grab a drink. Let's go out. It seems like everything revolves around drinking. Mm. That's a good question. Yeah. So when I'm dating, it's a really tough <laughs> Wait, we're going back to the, the cheating thing now, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I don't date, so I'm not out in that that world. But do you know what but silver I, cure? So for reference, you want to you want to talk about your sobriety, like well, well, whoops, I'm sorry about that. Why don't you describe what sober curious? So sober is? curious are people that don't feel they have an issue with drinking or doing drugs or anything like that, but they just genuinely want to live a sober lifestyle. Like they don't like going out and drinking just doesn't, it's just not appetizing to them. You right. know, it's not something that they don't, they want to wake up on Saturday and go to work out and not ever be hungover, things like that. Um, it's not like their drinking was to a point where it's like, Oh my God, I have to stop. It's just like, it just doesn't, they just don't like you. to do it. They're but not our, interested our, in like, it. Culture and our society is so like based social stuff, at least so based around drinking yeah. over the age of 21 that people are like, Okay, I'd like to get sober, but who do I hang yeah. out with besides my party friends? Where do I go to hang out where I'm not going to do I find have alcohol in my face all the time? And also, like, like what does sober life even look like? You know, for right. people that aren't, like, you know, hitting rock bottom going to AA. Yeah. They're right. just like, I'd like to also live like a sober person. Well, so. I, think, I think what it ultimately looks like is, first of all, I've been sober a long time, almost 30 years. And... I think I think the bottom line is this, you know, I can go out not, not in a dating situation, but in a social situation yeah. and I can have some club soda and I can have a Diet Coke or whatever. And somebody can have a drink. Um, we're talking specifically for the dating environment. If no, we, if, we could talk about the social aspect. But I mean, even the, but the dating environment you know, the, is, is more specific because you're looking for a connection, with, a bigger connection with a human being, right? Okay. Than just, hey, I'm out. You know, if we're gonna have dinner, and I'm gonna have to spend half an hour in this bar. Right. We do that. So, we, on that front, it, I think it's a lot easier because the person that's not drinking, if the person that's drinking like has to get drunk every time they go out, well, that might not be the right person. For them. Right. If the person that's drinking might say, "Oh, you don't drink," well, then I won't drink. Right. And then it's okay. Or maybe they just have one glass of wine or whatever. Right. Um, but. I think it, it becomes within a few dates that it's going to be yeah. super obvious that this is going to work or this isn't going to work. And and I only know this because I sponsor a few kids that are doing this right now. Yeah. You know, they're going out into the dating world for the first time. And, uh, you know, how should this work? And it's pretty simple. Right. I'm not from the right. social, the social aspect might be a little bit. So let's tougher. say what advice would you give to someone who's going into like a social situation what should they order? How long should they stay? Like, well, again, we're talking I mean, there's people two, that there's aren't. Two, there's two, yeah, these are people that aren't alcoholics. They're not tempted by and they don't. They're not tempted by anything. Yeah. So you stay as long as you want to stay, right? Okay. I mean, you know, for, for somebody like me, um, I go early because I, I, I like to be with people, but I don't want to be with people after they've had three, four, five drinks and I'm hearing the same thing over and over yeah, again every oh five God, minutes. That 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 either makes me jealous or annoyed. I'm not yeah, sure which. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, it's it's just hey, if you're having a good time, stay. If you're not having a good time, leave. Right. Okay. Cool. I like that. Um, we've, we've we've answered a ton of questions. Um, should we play a little Would You Rather and then yeah, it's a little Would You Rather. Then we could end with the Love Is Blind recap. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Would you rather? Would you rather never have to work again or never have to sleep again? And if you don't sleep again, you won't feel tired or suffer any negative health. Never effects. have to never work have again. To sleep. 
Never have to sleep. <laughs> I would say never have to sleep. Yeah. You would never want to work. Never, never want to sleep. I oh my god, I I need to work. I hate sleeping. Yeah, you don't sleep. I'm not going to spend all that time working, and then it's not like never having to do. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. Like some people who can genuinely get four hours of sleep or something and be totally fine. So jealous. Well, I've learned because of this last year where a lot of us didn't sleep for a lot long time. Um. I can I I I can get by in life at a sixty percent mental rate. Oh my god! And wow! And what I've also realized is there's a lot of people out there that are never get to sixty percent. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's fair. That's funny. That's fair. Wait, so I but Jay, what was your is... answer? Oh yeah, I forgot she's work. I mean, sorry. I would never sleep. Want to sleep again? Okay. Yeah. That, what, what was yours, Brian? Never sleep. Fuck me. All right. Whatever. I just. I'm like, this goes back to the first question. Well, I want. I want to be a single housewife for the rest. She's not a big fan of working. I want to find your true love or a suitcase with five million dollars inside. Oh, that's easy. Five million dollars. What? No, true love and make your own fucking money. What do you guys think? I already have. I'm gonna go with the five. So I'm not working. Oh my god, that's fair. Yeah, not I would say true love and then make money. Like just make it. I'll make the money and well, the people will be attracted love, to me. Five and million dollars. But with the five million, when you get the true love, you're gonna be broke for the rest no, of your life. All right. yeah. Sorry, see you later, buddy. I'm yeah. good. I can attract there you and go. get pretty good. Now the truth comes out. Yeah, yeah. million dollars. Jay, what? What would you? <laughs> Are you even? <laughs> no, I'm fucking working. I'm I've got a boss five, calling five, me. Five, what do you want? All right. Five, well, five. I have the most. No offense, Eric. Very demanding at times, boss. So. Yeah, Give me a break. So five million dollars or true love. You have to find true one. love. I'll make five million easy. Okay, right. there we go. Right, um, a couple more. Would you rather know when you are going to die or how you are going to die? Oh, I, we've done this before. I know. Let's find out. And I, I think you have the greatest answer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I forgot when or how? So would you rather yeah. know how you're going to die or when you're going to die? Ooh. When? One. I'm on the one. I'm on the one side. One yeah. because then you could make that amount of time that you want okay. the best. But also, I what if like you're gonna die? Like, okay, the choke. You're, you're gonna die from yeah. choking to death. Every time you eat, you're gonna think, "Am I gonna fucking <laughs> yeah, choke yeah, to yeah, death?" Or you know what you've been like? Are you gonna get lucky in the shower? Yeah. All right. Plus, if you know when, like, do shit. Do shit. Yeah. Make. Yeah. Especially because last one here would you rather be alone for the rest of your life or always be surrounded by annoying people oh <laughs> put me on a fucking mountain by myself oh my god I, I i actually like annoying people like i find i mean and i'm annoying too so i would 20, like fit 24, in with you 24 hours a day Seven days of noise. Allie, they're your roommates. No, the problem is when you if you're around annoying people, you're always gonna want to be alone. Well, yeah, but would you rather be alone? Being alone is like really. Would you bad. rather oh, crave so, solitude? Oh no, mom's calling in. Yeah, mom's. We have to call. All right. 
No, no, my only last thought would be that can you give me a summary of what love I don't even know what love is. Oh, oh is. well actually let's ask you what have you been watching lately on TV or reading? Oh now, my god. He, he just got a uh, full knee replacement in which he was then doing exercising 72 hours later, which is insane. Big mistake though. Um, but then you just said Cindy yesterday. No, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, good. I'm working out again. I worked out today. This is a, a, a week, week out. Week out. Insane. Yeah, week out. Okay, so you've obviously had a little downtime for TV and books. Didn't read anything. Okay, well, before you are, what's the best book you ever read? What's like, if you want to give somebody a good book, what what is this? Well, there's there's different types of books. There's pleasure, and then there's educational type, okay, you know, type things. Um, that's a terrible question. I, I think the best book you read was like How to Remain Young or something. Mom got it for you, and then you got really into fitness. Like the from Jack, Jack Oh, I didn't read that book. That was um. It's in our bathroom for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, there's books I like. I, I, I really can't give you a favorite book. Okay. So what about your shows? So shows. So what I've been watching. We watched. We did The Watcher. Oh, so great show. There's and a then, two and then yeah, the most uh, impactful and disturbing and effect and like affecting me type of show that I've watched. Now you're gonna sign. The Patient. Oh, uh, I, I refuse to watch that. I refuse to watch that. We watched the good really? ones. It was two days before he went. I was like having bad dreams about it. Maybe I was watching it right before I went to bed or something. But really? that was a, a disturbing, disturbing. Well done, like really well done. A it. Super disturbing series. So, without giving anything away for people listening, the patient's about what a therapist. It's about a therapist and his his one of his clients. Yeah. That's his. Yeah. I, I'll just say but that. You also watched the Good Nurse, the movie, right before you went into surgery. Yeah, that was that was God. interesting. That was really good. Um, did you see Don't Worry, Darling in no. the movie? No, I just I think that's out. It is. It's on HBO Max. So tell, just tell me what is Love is. So Blind. Love is Blind is an experiment where they take single people men and women and basically you're in a pod um you can't see the other person but you can have conversations and you go in for two weeks and have conversations with people um one person or a bunch of people a bunch you, you you're dating everybody it's in the what, pod like physically with them or you're just talking you're physically on it's like they're on one side of the wall and you're on the other i'll show uh, all so it's like being in jail yes pretty exactly. much yeah talking to you so gentlemen. you get to meet so yeah you get to pretty much get to know yeah them. and you and you can't see them um and basically you know what sex they are yes yeah everyone that's that's like. you're literally in pods and you're talking they give you food in there drinks in there so it's an experiment so like then so yeah. get this you have two weeks to make connections can't leave the room no, 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 you can. No, yeah, you leave and like you go to your own quarters, but you never see the other oh, person. Okay. So when you're in the room, that's where you converse with the other yeah, person. Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not stuck. But then it. all of 20 girls, all of 20 guys. So after like the first couple of days, if you're not feeling with anyone, you can just leave. But eventually, people end up proposing in the pods. And you never and see each other. Never see them. So you actually propose to someone or get proposed to by someone that you've never that's seen. And you just say yes based on your emotional connection. Then you then they swing open the doors and you get to see them for the first time. How does that go? Usually well. Yeah. Usually well. Sometimes well. a little crazy. Somebody proposed after four days. And that's the end of the nope. And then you go off. You have about a week vacation together. Then you spend about three other weeks um back in living in an apartment together, cohabitating. Then you get married. 
And at the altar, you have to say, yes, I do, or no, I do not. It's all on TV. Yeah, yeah. so spoiler alert. Like 40 days. Spoiler alert. We are going to be talking about the Two couples actually got married, and three did not. Mm. Now, you don't know the couple. Oh, yeah, you do. I know one. You went all the way to the end. I know one They're of the couples that still, did, two of the couples that did. Still married, yeah. They, they, they filmed it last year. And one of them that got married only talked for three or four, four days, days. And then they got... Yeah. I love that couple. Me too. I love that. Um, wow. Yeah, you got to watch reality TV because sometimes it's fascinating. No. No, you're saying you want it. I, I, maybe. I don't know. I mean, if it was interesting. It's was, Well, it's social experiment. I thought this cool. was that yeah. one where they had the, the big... Like mass on oh my dog god. head. Yeah. Oh uh, what what's that? What's that? No, no, no. It's like they, no, they dress you up as like a dog. I was yeah, like, dating you know. yeah. It's uh yeah, you're just costume and gorgeous beast, sexy beast. That's sexy beast. beast. Yeah. I think that's it. Anyways, let's do our recap because I'm hungry and we are okay. all gonna go out to lunch. I yeah. think. Yes, that sounds great. Um, hey, you're coming to lunch with us. Yay! We're on the podcast. You picked literally 11 fucking 30. Like, it's not my fault. I have a fucking job. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Nice. Right. Love is blind recap. Love um, is blind. Let's go to Shalomba. Okay. Well, Allie, can you pick somewhere closer? Like, if you want me to fucking go. Oh. Allie's like, let's go to the it's furthest possible right. fucking location so Jamie can't come. We'll get okay. it. <laughs> we'll figure it out, Jay. We'll get you something. Yeah, I'm not coming. I can tell. All right, all right. All right. Oh let's get to the let's attitude. Get... Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the Love Is Blind couples. For a recap, we have Alexa and Brennan, Colleen and Matt. Uh, who's pronounced your name wrong? Zineb. Zineb and Cole. Zineb. SK and Raven. Bartise and Nancy. Mm-hmm. So Alexa and Brennan get married. Yep. Colleen and Matt get married. Yep. Zineb and Cole. Do not, and they she don't. fucking schools the shit out of oh, him on the altar. In front of their family once and friends. They, once they commit, they have to go to the altar and say, I do not arrive here. Yeah, they yeah. have to. It's like, it must be in their contract. Where do yeah. they in the pot. It's, no. Oh. Yeah. Well, well, I think so they have to they're go through all the other shit. They send them to a honeymoon. Yeah. Their eyelashes. Two weeks to live back. No, yes, that's it. You said your knees are slipping. See how everybody did. They left their eyelashes. Some of the editing. And then they go to the altar. SK and Raven do not get married, but they are together now. No way. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. And Bartise and Nancy do not. And, and her family fucking hot for him. Oh my, her little brother, the little brother, the look in his eyes. I, that he the look in his dead. eyes is what my sleep demon looks like. Okay, like I am so afraid. Oh, that was fantastic. I mean, I felt bad for her because she was like keeping it together and so calm. And I was, yeah, like, she said, I, family, I literally, I like you, you guys are gonna make her cry right now. She's being so good, but yeah, he. I don't know. I never liked him. I thought he just saw money signs when she was like, I make 200K a year with my real estate or whatever. And he was just like, oh, we make 200K a year. And then he just, then he's like, but you're in business. He gave me just like, why the fuck are you here, bro? Vibes. He just gave me weird vibes. And I, okay. So let's talk about something more compelling. Alexa and Brennan, they're great. I love them. 
Um, I think they're going to be happy and make cute babies. Colleen and Matt, I think Matt has genuinely a temper issue. I think he has abandonment issues that he projects onto her heavily. Very much so. <laughs> yeah, like, it's that. I feel bad. I like them together, but Colleen's, Colleen's getting beat the fuck up by him. But I do think she Rainbow wants bad. love so bad. I mean, she got denied by two other people before him. I know, that's so sad. I know. Oh, wait, it was Cole, and who was the other one? I can't remember. Well, I don't Andrew? Think was, I don't think it's any of these people. Remember, remember the guy with the eyes? Yeah, that was a big thing. That looks fantastic. Um, Zainab and Cole. There's a lot mm. there. So the last I, part I watched was the bipolar scene. Okay. I do think that Cole is immature. And this isn't a, an excuse. I think he's immature. I think that he says shit that, like, he just doesn't think. He just says it. She is a lot more mature, but she also has a lot of her own insecurities. And mm. basically what you don't see at the, re- well, you didn't see it at the reunion, but we watched the reunion and weigh in on this because, you know, uh, actually you say, like, what do you think? Well, he's 26 and she's 31. So yeah. yeah. And I think there's such, that age difference is so different. Also, she lost both of her parents at a young age. Like she had to grow up so, so fast. Bad. And he just seems like someone that I don't know if he's the youngest in his family, like little boy, like baby, a baby boy, but like yeah. he seems like he's been baby. His parents like, wanted nothing to do with Yes. Their and I think yeah. that like if you don't have if you don't have uh if she does she doesn't have parents, you really want your partner to his family to embrace you and obviously like she, wants, even she her. wants a dad to walk her down the aisle and his dad's not gonna be there, her dad's not there. Yeah. It's just so sad. Yeah. And she also has like a lot of um her own insecurities and own battles yeah, like totally. she was saying like you know you made so many comments about my body this and that that i would just eat like a banana and peanut butter to get through the day then there's this whole cutie oh, gate cutie gate thing with the cuties she went to go get like two cuties and he was like are you the candy more oranges. Oranges. oh mandarins oh yeah those things. yeah okay. mom actually usually has them oh, um are you going to eat both of those or something like that and what happens is like Cause I felt this way too. If I'm already insecure about something and someone says one thing, whether they mean it in a negative or positive way, I'm going to take it so personally yeah. and like, fuck you, you know? And yeah. I just feel like I can't imagine the amount of pressure, the emotions. It's like a pressure cooker. Yeah. This show. What do you think? About that situation? Yeah. Well, I'm waiting until you see the, the reunion. Oh, I can't and, wait. And they talk about scenes that they didn't include. And Cole asks for this, this specific scene. scene to be included because he claims he never said it. But and, and then they, and, they, and, they, they pull the tapes. And things get interesting. Oh, my God. Yeah, I personally, did the did events that she said happen, did they happen? Yeah. But I just don't think he was trying to be as malicious as she was taking it. Did they but, actually happen, though? Like, did he say, oh, are you going to eat both of those because I just, you know, he shouldn't say anything at all about eating. Right. But his thing was the intent behind it was like, are you going to eat both of those because we have dinner? Like, I don't want, like, we're, we're going to like an amazing dinner basically. Right. Like, I don't want you to like fill up or something. Was but with that being said, she also had just said, I only ate a banana. So like, let her eat whatever the fuck she wants. Why yeah. even say anything about I it? I feel like it was just like, I felt like both of them would just make these passive, even if maybe on his side it wasn't so intentional like passive aggressive comments like going back to the the pool day or whatever with the rating thing that happened where he was like she was like what would you rate me and he's like I rate you a nine and then she's like is there anybody that you would rate a 10 he goes yes Colleen and Raven and I was just like 
honey, you, you know, what kind of person that. why would you even open up the doors? Hey babe, rate me. And then yeah. ask about other girls. I'm like, you are looking to either one, not to say, I think she was looking for saying, validation. To either make him look like a villain, look for validation from the wrong fucking person. Or I'm just like, you were just trying to like, I don't know. I just, it just seemed dumb. Like, why would you even ask that? What yeah. is going through? His answer was even more dumb. So, the, the, yeah, the, like, what the actual? The things that came out of his mouth, though, make you question every single time. Why would you even, like, even if you have to make something up? Yeah. Make just, it up. Just, just don't say that I'm, I'm getting married to you and this is the number that you are. And there's a girl that's a higher number. This is where you. white just lies are her, good. Yeah, very just tell her she's the highest number possible. Exactly. Yeah, like she's asking for a reason, you know, and like she she is setting him up either for failure or for a total layup, and he just fucking yeah. Not like up. even in the pods, I remember because I you had told me Brian said that he was like, "There's just this one guy that Brian's like, can he say anything right and no, not wrong?" Right. And so I was watching, and I couldn't tell if it was Martise or Cole that you were talking about because they both would just say dumb shit like. When they're talking something, like, well, you know what? You'd be like the fun choice. And I'm like, don't talk to me yeah. as a choice or just don't yeah. say that yeah. out loud. Like, maybe I am the fun choice, but you just be like, oh my God, you know what? I have so much fun when I'm with you. You don't like talk yeah. to me as if I'm an option. I do. I, I do. Bartice made a decent point. I think he executed totally wrong when he was having that conversation with Nancy about, oh, Raven would be physically my type, let's say. Mm -hmm. He did say, like, listen, guys, like, I was just having intimate relationships with both Nancy and Raven up until, like, three days ago. Like, the feelings that I have for Raven didn't just all of a sudden go away because I put a ring on Nancy's finger. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like, this is such a it's pressurized, like, thing. Yeah. It was a part of the experiment. But, like, don't you don't have to say every single thing that you're thinking, like get a journal or go fucking get talk to somebody else. Like, yeah, go talk to someone else. Like, I think that was like, I don't know if it's intentional to make it, it, it. They were saying things that were just making these women feel so fucking insecure. It happens every season. It's Last so season, messed it up too. though. Like, it's just totally adding fuel to the fire that they're probably already feeling. Yeah. They certainly have a type, type <laughs> of person too. I am, I am. What? what? I know their casting is good. Yeah, they certainly have a type of person. They bring yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of Bartista and Nancy, we'll end it here. What are the thoughts that you guys feel? I'm so happy Nancy I is love like her. leaving the way. Like she, yes, she did say yes and he said no, but like she looks so like classy yeah. with how she went about it and very yeah. level-headed and I'm just like, yeah she's gonna look good at which i wanted i'm like i was always rooting for her to like have a good edit and like yeah no i i really like her i'm sorry that we're going back to um uh zeneb and cole but zeneb said that cole told her the day before they got married that he got a girl's number at the bachelor party and tried to kiss the girl because he said oh well you're the last person i'm gonna kiss i'm about to get married and he completely denies it and like he's like we didn't even see women at our bachelor party or whatever what yeah and and then other guys were like yeah dude like we we didn't go out and then um brennan was like well i don't know i had 10 shots and 10 beers i don't know what we did after like it was the most wait until you see it's so wow i don't know what i believe i was like they're basically falling asleep but i was like watching nancy put like singles in the guy's underwear and i was like yeah it's oh, fun and I just, I don't remember seeing the guy's portion of it too much, but yeah. I can't wait to go back and watch the reunion. But, all Good right. Stuff. All right. right. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us for another episode of Are Those My Jeans. 
Dad, B, thank you guys for coming. Thanks for having us. I hope you guys enjoyed. I can't wait to go get some lunch and enjoy the rest of this day. Love it. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye, Bye, Jen. Yeah, bye. Love you. Love y'all.